0: You know, I woke up this morning to this very sad report on EWN of the reminder of Uyunenem Khoitiana's murder. Uh, it was the first thing I saw when I opened up the web page and I thought, gosh, what in a- what? first of all, the realisation that, that this is where we are a year on, an entire year has passed since that young woman's life was so brutally taken from her. And I asked myself, the very next question I asked myself is, you know, what what has happened since then? What have we actually done since then? Uh, we, we know that... There should have been, given the movement that that arose out of it. Am I next? That that should have galvanised us into a lot of action in this country, and we should have seen massive changes. Have we actually seen those changes? And, and those are the questions I want to put to activist Andile Chailiswe, who joins me on the line now. Thank you so much for your time and afternoon drive this afternoon, Andile. Uh, and and I just have to ask you. I mean, it is the anniversary of what I think was a, a such an important uh, change in the country when when suddenly. People people who had never spoken about gender-based violence before became deeply aware of the pr- of the problem. Uh, tell me a little bit about what Uyenene Mkhwetiana's anniversary, the passing of our anniversary, actually means to us in this country.
1: Oh, it means that we are in the deepest trouble we've ever been in. And it's sad to say, nothing really has changed. Nothing has been done. Instead, we are seeing a lot more women uh, dying at the hands of men. We are seeing a lot of manipulation of the justice system are still carrying on. There is no will. I I feel helpless as a South African activist and as a woman in general that we might have the best laws in the country constitutionally. The justice system is here, but it's just broken. It's not working. Um, There's one colleague of mine right now who came out to speak after so many years of also having been um, raped, and she found a voice. Instead, because she spoke about it, she got arrested for it. So it, it seems that you know all the marches that we've had over the years, the gruesome killing of unene and many others. the list is endless. We are still in the same place, and um, it's sad because then what? What I feel is, is even uh, the biggest issue is that even the, the young people are experiencing this. So now sexual violence, it always has cut across, but now it, it's, it's li- literally a mainstay in South Africa. You think about us, this is who we are. And this is where for me, I feel like, even if you went the, from the highest office in the land to, you know, where people are where poverty is, sexual violence exists. And until we can look at ourselves in the mirror, And for those perpetrators who are in high positions, who keep hiding the rest um, and the women who are in those positions and know until we can have a TRC of the soul in South Africa about this violence, nothing's going to change.
0: Yeah, yeah. And Delia, you know, I, I was just thinking to myself, it's probably been about a year since since we actually spoke about this issue and um, I, I know that you are you are working so hard at your open disclosure foundation to encourage women to come out, talk about their trauma, but also uh, you know, if needs deeply lay a charge and go through the, the legal process alongside them. Mm. Um, mm. Do, do you feel as not just as as a woman who's who's been a victim of this system, but also as as a woman who is trying to encourage other to come out and to use the justice system and so forth, that that you and other non-governmental organizations and not-for-profit organizations in this field are just banging your heads against a brick wall? Or do you get the sense that the, the presidential summit that was held uh, towards the end of last year or so has actually put more money in the coffers of these NGOs, has uh, strengthened them and, and bolstered their function no. in society?
1: No, no. I mean, I sit here right now, we just got increments across the board for, for, for NGOs. Um, but even those increments um, discriminate because if I'm the manager of the, of the foundation and I've been, I'm running it, Um, and I make sure that the women who come to the center get the help that they need. We go through the processes with them. But because I'm not a social worker, I don't get an increment. The same salary that I had in 2002, which is the case in my organization, is still that today in 2020. You ask for cars. We've had COVID-19. We saw the spike um, of these cases. You need transportation to go get the victims, take them from one place to a shelter. Um, You don't get that. They, 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 like I'm saying, at some point you feel like it's a thankless job, that what we are doing as NGOs, yes, they subsidize us, the government does subsidize us, but ultimately what we're doing is for ourselves, you know, as, as community members, but on behalf of government. The so government is not going to hear what we have to say about how to change certain things, what to implement, what to what to leave out. Um, And and we're just going to have summits and it's going to be talking heads. There's going to be a budget. I mean, I remember beginning of the year, um, we were given uh, some kind of um, a call to action that said NGOs need to apply for this presidential uh, funding for NGOs. We did. 30-page document, not even an acknowledgement to say, oh,
0: we received this and this is where we are. Up up to now, Andile, when did you actually submit those documents? Beginning of this year. Good heavens. Yes, I worked
1: on it myself with my staff. And and in fact, I was given this tip off by other organizations that something like this has come out. And we wrote our hearts out to say, okay, these are some of the solutions that we think. Because also in the process of healing women, the fact that you have, you have 20 social workers that have come from a social work school and know how to fill in stats does not talk to how they put a person who's been through sexual violence back together. That has always been my gripe with this whole thing. They took out uh, uh, um, psychologists, and and, and therapists, you know, out of the system, which would work well, hand in tandem with the social workers. So what you're seeing now is somebody coming in and is being counseled, the regular thing, and then you hope that after however many sessions, they are fine. It goes deeper than that. The truth is, Joanne, Apache did a number on South Africa. um, Even the old guard, those who were out there, You listen to their stories. You listen to women in Parliament who've also experienced this. And then you go right down. That's why I'm talking about the TRC of the soul. If we are not going to lock ourselves up in this country and really look at how broken we are and the people who need to own up, own up and actually put action to these words, that we're going to march is not going to do anything. That we're going to have a day where we say we want to show men what it's like to be without us is not going to do anything because also the same way that when HIV broke out in South Africa all those years ago, there was a separation between HIV and sexual violence, whereas people were getting HIV also because they had been raped. And we'd always said as NGOs, can we look for solutions that actually speak to socially where we are as a people? So even now, When you talk about uh, sexual violence, last year, after UINENE, I tried for, I think, two months to book the union buildings. And I'm saying this on 702. I tried. And I gave all the details, everything that they needed. But the minute, because the lady let it slip, the minute they knew what I wanted to do, they shut it down. And all I wanted to do was to just invite South Africans from all walks of life who had been through sexual violence, men and women, so that we all gather in one place and look at ourselves. Mm. It's not a few people in one corner. It's not just women. We are all broken and we need um, uh, solutions that are holistic, that speak to every single person.
0: Andelia, thank you so much for making the time to speak to us now. And you speak with such passion about this. And I know that you've been pursuing this relentlessly in the last few years. So, and it's very hard to say to an activist of that nature, keep, keep at it. I mean, they must get exhausted at some point because I think so Khaelis is, is quite right. We have actually not seen the end of it. Nowhere near.